There's too many mortgage brokerage companies that mean nothing. Yeah. You know, like where'd you get your mortgage? I don't know. It was this company called something house or something mortgage. Yeah, I always think how lenders use the word first or second. You know, we try harder. That whole thing, like everybody else is like in the U.S. in particular, all first thing. Last first financial. Thing. Yeah, last financial. <laughs> you know, we come here last because we're the best. I don't know. Like there's no originality. You're correct. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today's show, Vince Gatignano from OwlMortgage.ca. Vince and I have a fantastic conversation about how he pivoted. So he had 19 years of cable TV, Vince was on, and how a conversation with his son, who is a TikTok influencer, he's four and a half million followers on TikTok. You can check him out, Snarky Marky. And he's pivoted into social media, doing live video. We go deep into this topic. Vince is really having a lot of success with this and how he's like, hey, this was the right thing to do. And I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. You can also check out his son, Snarky Marky, and try to understand social media and TikTok. Honestly, I always say TikTok is the crack cocaine of social media. It is literally sucking in people from all these other platforms. And I know for me, you know, I can get on there literally three hours ago by like, what happened to the three hours? Because these videos are so addictive. So check that out and definitely go check out Vince. Check out his Instagram account. Watch what he's doing there, you know, and he gives some advice on how to do that. He's also the founder of a company. He was co-founder of a company called Monster Mortgage that was prior to opening Owl Mortgage and love this conversation with Vince. I think you're really going to dig it. Before we jump into this episode, though, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform that is extremely user-friendly, user-friendly for the client. It's very easy for them to get you their application, user-friendly for the broker. The application is clean, easy to understand. The document collection feature is fantastic, allows you to get documents from a client, send them emailing them to you. And finally, you can actually submit it directly to lenders. It's got a whole, I think a lender spotlight that has all the guidelines that you can search prior to hitting the send button. Check them out at finmo.ca. In this Ask the Expert segment, I talked to Tom Hall from Blue Mortgages about integrating video on CRM. So this kind of ties in perfectly with my conversation with Vince because Tom and I talk about video. So check out this conversation with Vince. Hey Vince, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Sky. I really appreciate the invitation. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into the mortgage business. Boy, it was a long time, about three years ago. I started off at Canada Trust working part-time while in university and, you know, did the teller thing where everybody starts. And back then it was a big deal to become a stock trader, right? A mutual fund advisor. And the CSC exam was a big deal. And back then you had to decide whether you get on the investment side or the credit side. And the wealthy barber was a big book that came in and Canada Trust at the time had Everest funds and we sponsored David Shilton. So that was a big hoopla back then. I might yeah. be dating myself. This is late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And I went home and told my dad I had to make a decision about, you know, which route to take. And he sat there at the dinner table eating his pasta. And he said, that, you know, son, you're asking the wrong guy. I've been here 30 years. The only thing I know is that there's a lot more people that need money than have it. And the light bulb went on. <laughs> right, which is giving money. Peter Matheny had the same insight. Do I, I want to take money from people or give them? And that's yeah. And you know, I thought about it and I said, you know, let's do the credit side. And you know, we started doing you know lines of credits. Powerline was a big deal back then at Canada Trust, the Johnny Cash card, and we did some car loans and mortgages. And lo and behold, I ended up going to TD after I was done and got into the broker side, the broker channel at the time, and worked in the broker unit, which was a lot of fun and exposed me to a lot of great people across the country. 
And so you started a company, co-founded a company called Monster Mortgage that you were with yes. for a long time. And so recently, though, you've gone on to your own. We talked about this before we came on here. I'd love to hear sort of some of the things that you said about pivoting. You've had to realize that things changed. The world's changing. Can you share some of the ways that you've pivoted to continue to be growing and relevant in the mortgage space? Yeah, I had a lot of fun at Monster Mortgage. We had a lot of success there. It was a great run. It was 19 years of just having a lot of fun educating people. It was part of a TV show at the time and doing that for 19 years, educating people on a weekly basis on a cable show was a lot of fun. But at the same time, I thought my work there was done. I wanted another challenge. I think, you know, you come to a point, especially during COVID, and you start realizing priorities that there's a few things I wanted to try, and I wanted to try to launch a new brand and you know, I told my partner that, you know, maybe it's time to move on. And we cut ties and sold my interest and started Owl Mortgage. And it's been a lot of fun. Right. So from a monster to an owl. So if you have another, do you know what the next, I'm just kidding. Like you do this for 19 years and then who knows what the next thing is. So one of the things you talked about, which I thought was interesting is, is that you did TV or cable TV for 19 years, but you've since adjusted from that. Like what caused that to go down that path? I know I already know the answer, but our listeners probably don't. And then what has been the result of making that adjustment? You know, Scott, it is funny, but it was my son who kind of sat me down and said, Dad, you got to stop doing TV. And I looked at him and I said, what are you talking about? And for those that don't know, my son's a social media influencer. He goes by the tag name Snarky Marky. He's got like 4 million followers on TikTok and does all bunch of stuff on social media. And it's quite an interesting exercise to watch up close to see how powerful this medium is. And he sat me down. He says, dad, you got to do more social media. You got to address your audience in a more real time. And I didn't quite understand it. And he basically said to me, he goes, dad, I'm your future client. And people my age don't know what a cable bill is. And I sat there and the more I thought about it, I said, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. So, you know, he bought me the light and the camera holder, the phone holder. And and I asked, I said, what do I do? He goes, well, just hit the button, go live. <laughs> You're like, that like, sounds like what? <laughs> what do you mean? And sure enough, I started doing a live show and I did it after the TV show. So I started doing an after show. And, you know, what I realized when I started doing the social media and the Instagram live shows and whatnot is that the TV program is very controlled. It's very limited. They control the narrative. They control the topic. They control the questions. They control how much time you have. And you're very, you're handcuffed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got somebody pissing in your ear telling you you got 15, 20 seconds to commercial pack and you got to wrap up your question. You really can't elaborate, can't really get into in-depth analysis of the topic. So you're always generalizing, right? You Mm -hmm. can't give a long-winded answer. And in our business, sometimes questions need a complex answer. So I started doing that. And the more and more I thought about it, I said, you know, I got to change things up. I want to try something new. I'm really enamored by the educational component and financial literacy. The other thing my son talked to me about was, dad, don't talk about mortgages. Nobody gives a shit about a mortgage. Right. So what do you talk about? What does a mortgage broker talk? Because love to go on and talk about, oh, look at my product. Look at my rate. Look at my. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Right. People want to know how to buy a house. People want to know how you go about buying a house. They want to achieve a dream. They want to achieve a goal of home ownership. And you have to teach them at every step of the way. You're planting seeds. You're helping people save. You're helping people set goals for themselves. And I think one of the misnomers out there right now is everybody wants to buy a house today. And it's not possible. 
you got to save money. You got to come up with down payment. You got to take advantage of the tools available to you. You know, one of the things we talk about, especially this time of year, if you're going to buy a house this spring, put your down payment into an RSP up to 35 grand a piece, get your tax refund. You could increase your down payment considerably and then extract that RSP dollar 90 days later under the home buyer program. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that. And that's how you help people through this process and help them get an edge. It could pay for a land transfer tax, especially in GTA in Toronto, it's a double land transfer tax, help on closing costs, increase your down payment. These are the things people need to know about. And it's not always about mortgages. It's about getting people to achieve their goal in a reasonable time period. And for some people, it could be five years. It's not a bad thing. Right. At least they have a plan. And uh... Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that my son, who at the time was 18, he's now 19, but he said, Dad, what do I got to do? You know, I said, well, you got to start saving. You got a tax free savings account. Start your RSP. You're making some dough. He's doing well in social media world. It's like it's crazy money, but uh-huh. he's saving money and he's got a plan. He wants to buy a house. Right. And it is possible. Right. And we just have to help people understand what the opportunities are that exist for them to get into a home at some point in time. So you're not doing the cable TV show anymore, but you're doing social media video. And so how often is the first question, where are you doing it? And then what have you seen from it? Is it just you talking at the ether? Like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm curious about. I started, it's called the Wise Old Owl Show. I do Thursdays. I've now moved it to 4 p.m on Instagram live. And then I post it to my account. So all the episodes are there. I think I'm up to episode 61 or 62. So it's coming along. I've also engaged a realtor who I didn't even know at the beginning of the year. I just reached out to him. I said, what do you want to do? And he says, well, I want to build my business. I said, well, do you do any social media? He goes, no, not really. I said, why don't we do a show? So I do a second show with him called Revealing Real Estate. And we talk about building wealth with real estate leveraging equity to buy income properties, take advantage of debt equity for those that have a lot of it and extract it, utilize it and invest in rental properties. And it's going well. I think we're up to episode 22. We get mutual benefit from it. He's ecstatic. And one of the things he's realized is that I'm helping him build his business. Like when I get pre-approvals, I send them over to him. Listen, I need these people to buy homes and I'd rather have an agent that I knows going to control the process than just have somebody go out there, use another agent who's going to introduce them to their own mortgage broker. So it's almost putting a fence around that pre-approval. I, I never liked doing pre-approvals to begin with, but now that I have realtors, I can refer those pre-approvals out to, I feel more comfortable that I'm going to close if they sell. Right. That makes sense. And so basically you do a weekly show. And so can you track any direct business that you can think of that has come from either one of those shows? So if you guys are listening, go find Vince. I'll put the link in the chat, find him on Instagram, follow him, you know, and just be inspired. I mean, ultimately I always think about these things. You're going to do things in your way. You're going to attract your vibe attracts your tribe. As they say, you're yeah. going to have your way of doing it. Other people are going to see it, but go check out Vince and see what he's doing. Cause but yeah, sort of that was a long way to ask. Can you give me a specific file or situation that came up directly that you think from this? Well, first of all, you know, when you start these things off, they don't really balloon into big numbers, but you have to start somewhere and you got to be consistent. You got to be authentic. Yeah. I am spending about an hour, an hour and a half after I'm done my Instagram live DMing with people. I'm engaging with people that have real questions, real scenarios. They turn into deals. 
we track everything here. So all our Instagram deals generated upwards of 120, 145 grand. When did you start? I started, uh, well, I started the after show last November, November, 2020. Uh-huh. And when I started doing the wise old owl show, I started tracking all my leads because we started the new brokerage and whatnot. And we're closing deals and it's uh-huh. mostly refis, Scotia steps, using the step product to uh, leverage components to buy other real estate. And it's going quite well. Yeah, that's amazing, Vince. Well done. So, hey, you've got a long tenured history as a mortgage broker, business owner. I know that there must be something and you look back that there was failure that you had. But now looking back on that failure, there's a lesson in it. Can you share something you failed at, but you've also took away a lesson? One that comes to mind is probably Simbic. I was one of the founding members of Simbic. I wasn't there long because the initial concept I thought was sound. It was about finding efficiencies with lenders and helping them achieve you know, profitability with efficiencies and whatnot. It wasn't a game to extract more commissions out of them. It was more to find their pain points, help them evolve, and we could be a better choice for them. Quickly, it turned, I left, and I really thought that that had a foundation of something big, and it just kind of morphed into another aggregator. So I was a little bit disappointed with how that turned out. But Hey, you never know. Those days might be upon us soon where lenders are going to look for ways to be more efficient as yields and spreads tighten. Uh And I'd like to uh, participate in something like that again. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Outside of this social media thing you're doing, what's the single biggest change you made to your business in the last 12 months? (laughs) Starting a new brokerage and a new brand. Nothing beyond that? Like, yeah, that's pretty huge, actually. You had a client base, right? So I would assume people knew who you were. And so tell me, what were the challenges of starting the new brand? Well, I let everybody know I left all their information, all their contact information stayed with them. If they had any questions, they could reach out. But, you know, if they want to deal with me, they're going to have to start anew and start from scratch, really. And, you know, some stayed. I encouraged them to stay. We had applications outstanding. We just told people to keep on closing with Monster. They're a good firm. They got great people there. They got a great team. But uh, if they wanted to experience more value add from a planning wealth building perspective, I'd be there to help them. And again, it's on their initiative, really. Right. And so what has been your biggest challenge, either starting the new brokerage or just in general in the last 12 months? Well, the administrative setup is a pain in the ass, you know, just setting up each lender, (laughs) new, new brokerage agreements, new relationship agreements. I think I filled out the same form about 20 times and it gets tiring. You got to get new logins. You got to set up new portals, new programs. Some of them have tutorials you got to take, which are a little bit tedious, but it's part of the process. The branding was a challenge coming up with the owl and we were down to three or four different concepts. And I ended up landing on the owl because as a kid, I always remember the magazine. Uh, I don't know if you remember owl magazine and chickadee. And I always found the owl to be someone who's an educator and the animal itself is one that sees things that others don't. So they Mm -hmm. can identify danger. And I really thought that that analogy to what we try to do in helping people, you know, maneuver around those mortgage contracts and pivot around those penalty clauses and, you know, little loopholes was something that I thought made sense. And I really enjoy the brand and uh, the exercise to grow it. And we're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's a great brand. I'm creeping on your website here as you're chatting with me. So another question I have is, so you had touched on the fact your son's like this, you know, 
massive following on TikTok. And to me, I always say TikTok is like the crack cocaine of social media. It is so addictive. I go on there and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're in three hours ago. Like literally sucks you in. It's like channel surfing to the extreme. You know, if you've ever sat in a hotel room, like flick, 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 you just flick through the channels. You see seven to 10 seconds of each one. That's what TikTok feels like. But your son gave you some fantastic advice when it came to social media. So could you share like, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, hey, I'd like to do a little bit more of this. Vince sounds like he's, you know, really ahead of the curve on this. What advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about trying to implement it more or, you know, dipping their toe in it? What would you say? Well, it was many long conversations and just trying to wrap my head around the concept. It's quite unbelievable, the power of social media, as I said earlier. But one of the things he talked about was authenticity. And I see a lot of my colleagues trying to go about it and they're really technical and they're trying to provide insight on the mortgage product or the process. And I just think that when it's scripted, nobody's listening. I think you got to be authentic. You got to be empathetic. You can't be judging people. And I think making mistakes is okay. You don't have to be perfect and just be yourself. Try to make sure you're not talking down to people. One thing my son did tell me, he says, dad, you know, as young people, we don't want you treating us like you're my dad, you know, dress down. I don't want to deal with someone in a suit. You know, if you could just educate me, help me, guide me, I'm going to trust you. But if you're going to talk down to me and be a parent and say, you should be doing this, should be doing that. Well, guess what? I'm just going to tune you out. And a lot of little anecdotes like that were shared and, I got to be honest, I feel 15 years younger just participating in this channel. The engagement and the immediacy of that engagement is unbelievable. I get a lot of mortgage brokers and realtors just reaching out, asking questions. And what's surprising to me is they should be asking their own mortgage brokers. You know, like their brokers should be helping them. Uh And I don't have any problem helping these people out. I think there's some really keen people out there that are just trying their best and you know, it might lead to something else. Who knows? Right. That's pretty awesome. So I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions now. So what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? I got a weakness for potato chips. Uh, which flavor? Oh boy. I'm a Miss Vicky's guy. I could have any one of them. How do you say your last name? Gaetano. Gaetano. Is that Italian? What is the? It is. It's Italian. So you said potato chips and not pasta. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I've had enough pasta. You're like, life. I don't need any more pasta. I like my potato chips. Okay. So what's a movie everybody should watch at least once? Love Actually with Hugh Grant. Okay. And what's three software programs or digital tools you can't run your business without? Connection Inc., DOS, and Excel. So Connection Inc. is, um, what's his name's company? Uh, Johnson. Chris Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Do you use that for SEO and stuff? SEO, data management, uh, appointment, booking, lead generation, all kinds of stuff. You said DOS. What was the other thing? And Excel. What do you mean by DOS? That's the Scarlet system, Joe Fackery's. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking like MS DOS, like the old. System. No, no, no. I'm like, uh, I know. Yeah, it's dude, you're, you're, on, you're on social media and you're using MS DOS. I'm like, well, this doesn't seem like it makes sense. What's one book you recommend for our listeners? I'm a big fan of Seth Golden. I really like his inaugural book, uh, Purple Cow. For those marketing nuts, I think it's a wonderful book. What's the premise of that? What's the idea of how would you describe that in 30 seconds? If you got to differentiate yourself, you got to stand out. You got to do something nuts. And right. when you think back, Monster Mortgage, everybody laughed at it when we first started that, but everybody remembers it. It rolls yeah. off everybody's tongue. And that's what you want to do is you want to be memorable. There's too many mortgage brokerage companies that mean nothing. Yeah. You know, like, where'd you get your mortgage? 
I don't know, it was this company called something house or something mortgage. Yeah, I always like how lenders use the word first or second. You know, we try harder. That whole thing, like everybody else, like in the U.S. in particular, all first. Then last first, financial. Yeah, last financial. <laughs> you know, we come here last because we're the best. I don't know. Like there's no originality. You're correct in that whole space. Okay. So yeah. what about if you're in an elevator and you have your ideal client in 30 seconds, how do you explain what you do? Help people keep uh, hard-earned money in their pocket. Canadians don't have the advantages of Americans where we can write off interest on our mortgages. So every dollar counts. That's what I'm here to do. Help you save money. Okay. And if you were to start over, I put you in a time machine, send you back to 20 some years ago, at least as a mortgage broker, what advice would you give yourself as a new mortgage broker? Work closer to home and balance time. Mm -hmm. Do more alternative business sooner and focus on the wealth business and building people's wealth. Right. You always remember that. Okay, I'm going to ask a follow-up question. So what's changed there in your mindset in terms of alternative? Or did that change mean like? Well, you know, coming out of the bank, you know, I was with TD and Bank of Montreal. And, you know, we're always focused on the A business. And, you know, when we started Monster at the time, we were always a no-fee service. And I think we shortchanged ourselves by not being a solution provider. Because early on, when we started, we probably turned down a lot of B business. Because, well, at least I, I'm going to talk for myself. I felt odd charging fees because it goes against the no fee service model that we kind of ingrained in our marketing. But um, the more and more I do alternative business, and right now it's over 60% of what we do here, especially self-employed business. I find that those clients have a lot more glue to them. They stick Uh to you if you treat them well and you don't gouge them. And I really enjoy dealing with alternative business a lot more than a The A business seems like a race to the bottom Uh and I don't see it being an anchor anymore in this business in the next five years. It's more solution focused instead of just price. Correct. Right. And as a business owner, you always look at things as a, you know, ROI return on like what's the cost in this and it's different conversation completely. That's awesome. So, Hey Vince, it's been awesome to get to know you a little bit. At some point, whenever there's conferences, I don't know if you do them very often, but I'd love to meet in real life when that's legal, of course, and <laughs> your neck of the woods. But thanks so much for coming on. Where can people find you online? They can find me on Instagram at uh, Vince G Mortgage or Al Mortgage. My website's almortgage.ca. I'm starting some TikTok. My son's convinced me to do some of that. So I'm trying to do a little bit more on TikTok, having some fun with that. And just, you know what? We're at 3250 Dufferin, just south of Yorkdale in Toronto. And we have an open door. We have free espresso. Anybody wants to pop in and say hello. We'd love right. to see. And uh, Scott, I want to commend you on the great work you're doing with I Love Mortgage Broker. I think it's a great opportunity for people to share their knowledge. And for those new people that need a hand, I think it's just fantastic. I really like the camaraderie it's established in the industry. Yeah, so, thanks, man. I, I believe in collaboration instead of competition. The more we collaborate, like there's no problem somebody else hasn't already solved. It's like, how do we like... How do we collaborate better? So there's a book called Coopetition by Guy Kawasaki, which I really enjoyed. It talks about just that. Just because you have a competitor doesn't mean you can't work together. And you know, you can cooperate with competitors and you can make things better for your industry if you just collaborate and work together. So I do right, believe right. in that. And it's a great book for those that want a good read. Right. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Thanks again for having a listen to that conversation that I have with Vince about social media, just how he's grown his business. I love that conversation with him. And it's so cool to see 
that he's still pivoting and still, you know, adapting even after being in the business for 30 years. A lot of times people kind of go, ah, oh, that's not for me. But Vince is in there with both feet and making a huge difference. And we were chatting too about just some of the numbers in terms of his output that he's got from social media in mortgages, which is very impressive. So in this upcoming conversation, I talked to Tom Hall from bluemortgage.ca. And we talk about how to integrate video, when, the how, and the where to integrate video. Have a listen. Hey, Tom, welcome to Ask the Experts. Hey, Scott, great to be here. I always love chatting with you, man. We have trouble even getting started because I'm like, ah, let's talk about all these things. And you're like, okay, are we going to get going or not? Yeah, come okay, on. So yeah. today we're going to talk about video and yep. just sort of the why, when, and how of video, and then to think about how that integrates into your CRM solution. But why don't we jump into that first? So we'll talk to me about why video. Like, why are yeah. we, you seeing more and more top people? And I'm seeing the same thing right. using video. Why are you seeing this? Yeah, yeah. And I guess to that point, I mean, similar to what you just said, we're seeing it like I would say in the past six months, just a spike. New people that we're working with, longtime people who are deciding to change their process. It's really across the board that we're seeing it. And, you know, talking to people and also kind of, you know, just seeing how they're using it in the CRM. I think really what people are trying to establish and do with video at the end of the day is just kind of build that human connection, you know, in this world and this, you know, new reality that we live in. There's not those meetings at coffee shops or things like that that people can build relationships with, and they're looking for alternatives. And they're preaching to the choir. Like, sure, yeah, I completely, <laughs> completely agree with you that this is, yeah. yeah, yeah, and with it too, right? Is looking at someone in the eye, even if it's through a video, it's just such a shift. It's a step change difference in how you think about how you, you know, interpret working with that person, and so you know, having a video and being able to use that as a tool in your arsenal is just going to, you know, be a huge differentiator, like I said, in this kind of new reality that we live in. And I totally agree. Like this COVID stuff has changed. Is there any other reasons why you think video is valuable? So there's a human connection, any other sort of thoughts on it? Well, I guess the only other thing is, you know, and I think about competition and thinking about brokers, I don't think other brokers are your competition. I think it's always the banks, right? And you know, when you think about, I don't know, I like to pick on RBC, if someone like that, you know, if they wanted to go out and do video marketing, well, who's going to shoot that video? Who's going to look that person in the eye? Is it going to be the, you know, CEO of RBC? I don't think so. I think your advantage as a broker is that you can be very personal and video is, you know, a great way to accomplish that. Yeah, it's more personal. And I agree with you. I think that like, if you work at a bank, anything you create that gets pushed into the public is you have to be very careful. So you'd imagine you yep. got to get everything reviewed. And so it's more challenging for them. And they may get to there eventually, but right now we as mortgage brokers have an advantage in that we can adopt this technology quicker. And yep. when I talked to Ed Cardhouse and I said, why do you think the mortgage broker market share is increasing? And one of his insights was he thought that it's because we are quicker to adopt technology. The big behemoths, yeah. they got to look at all the consequences of adopting this new thing. And, you know, we've been doing it for three years before they even shift the <laughs> yeah. big boat. Meanwhile, we're way down the road of this. So yeah. if you're not using video, as Tom said, this is a great way to build human connection, personalize the communication, put a face. You're not in a call center. I think it's a great idea. So, OK, that's why. And I completely agree. I think we're moving more towards that. And if you look at things like TikTok and the social media video oh. is you know, I go on Facebook, I'm watching TikTok videos. It's all videos. That are, yeah. It's videos. It's like, what are you, yeah, what are you yeah. guys consuming? So look at what you're consuming and do that. That's, what, yourself that's what your customer wants. Shoes, right? That's exactly. what your customer wants. They want video. Yeah. Okay. So then yeah. if that's why, then when? When are some good times to actually implement video into your process? 
Right. Yeah. And I think a good way to kind of think about the when is splitting it up into two types of videos. So there's your evergreen videos, and then there's your one-off videos and kind of diving into each of those evergreen, what it sounds like you could use it forever. And I think, you know, great examples of that would be things like, Hey, team introduction. This is me. This is fieldy working with on my team. That's a good one there. And then a really growing segment we see with a lot of people is the explainer videos too, right? So, hey, first time homebuyers questions about that. Hey, the pre-approval process, what's that all about? Getting videos out there is a great tool. It is evergreen and touching on the social media aspect of things, these explainer videos and that sort of thing have multi-purposes, right? It can be used in your client journey, but also if you ever want to go and do some marketing, you have a bank of resources right there ready to go for you. Right. So yeah, I love that. So yeah, yeah, explainer videos, team intros, status changes. So hey, just to let right. you know your mortgage yeah. has been submitted. Here's what you can expect. And I know that a lot of the people that are in our academy, that like coaches and the coaching clients are moving towards using way more video to love communicate it. to clients and yeah. clients are like, this is amazing. Thank you for telling me. Like the crazy part is I can know more about my pizza that I've ordered than I can <laughs> about Domino's my, from Domino's yeah. for 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Then I can about the mortgage that is, you know, $500,000, which is Crazy. bonkers. But anyways, okay, so yeah. talk about the one-off videos. When could people... Yeah, and, and the one-off, obviously, they're a bit more, you know, resource intensive, right? I got to refilm something. So find those kind of critical moments in that client journey. And we've talked about it before, you know, if, is it an approval? Is it, you know, when they close? Is it that initial just touch point, just building that connection right off the bat? What are those most critical points in your journey where... A, you want to get a very important message across and B, you want to build a connection. And so, you know, approval, I'll use that as a great example because A, it's exciting. You really want to build that connection, but then also you can really transition nicely into going through something like a commitment, which is maybe a bit more complicated and you want to make sure that you're very specific and you have very specific information that needs to come across. So finding those critical points where connection is needed and, you know, a lot of information needs to be shared. Right. So I love that. So yeah. one-off signing packages. I see a lot of coaching right. clients do this. Explaining documents. Imagine you get a stack of down payment documents. You're like, hey, what is the transfer on the, 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 page 16? They're like, what the frick? Back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Open it yeah. up, screen share it. Hey, what Scroll is that? Down. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, that was, you're like, saved me a whole lot of time, right? Um, totally. Yeah. So the other okay. thing I'm finding yeah. a lot of people doing is using them instead of writing emails. They send you three questions instead of writing it out. And is my grammar right? Is it confusing? Is the right tone? Turn on the thing and just record it. People are like, you can do that in 60 seconds or 45 yep. seconds. What would take you 10 minutes writing an email? And way yep. more clear, saves you time, saves them time. It's just, it's they just good across tonality. Like I sent her an email once. I'll tell you a quick story. So I had a uh, underwriter ask for something, right? My assistant sent me, said, hey, underwriter wants this. I replied to my assistant. I'm like, hey, tell her to do it her own damn self. I was joking <laughs> okay. though. This was just a joke, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> replies with my response in there to the underwriter. The oh, underwriter was livid. She was like, <laughs> I'm never working with Scott again. He's an this asshole. Guy, if, yeah. if you're listening to this, I apologize again. She dropped me like that. And no I was like, yeah. oh, crap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There was yeah. no tonality. I was joking. Yeah. I was just like, I was in one of those, you know, little punchy moods. I didn't know she was going to forward that off to the underwriter, you know? So you can pick up tonality in video and emotion that you can't pick up in text. Because you'd be like, hmm, are they rude? Are they mad? So I think that's another reason why video is good. Okay, so we got why, right? Human connection. We got when. We got the two types, evergreen and one-offs. So how? So what kind of tools are you seeing people using that are having good success with video? With the trends that we're seeing, I think that there's a lot more tools and these tools are getting better and better. So just to kind of rattle off the list, the top ones we probably see people use are BombBomb. That's a kind of pretty popular brand name. It's a really great tool. I think it's used by a lot of 
brokers and realtors too. So it kind of hits that spot. Loom is another one. And that's actually one that we use a lot. We think it's got a lot of great features. And then, you know, there's kind of new kids on the block, Vidyard. I guess they're not super new, but newer and kind of the circle that I've been chatting with. But point being that there's a lot of tools out there and, you know, do your due diligence in exploring those, right? And that, hey, each one kind of has different perks, different things. So it's worthwhile to just kind of review those, understand how they're going to work for you and your style. And once you pick one, it's kind of, you know, you're off to the races and that it really makes it super easy to implement all the things that we just talked about. Yeah, totally. So BombBomb, Loom, Vidyard. I've used BombBomb and Loom. I've never used Vidyard. From my understanding, BombBomb, if you want to do campaigns like drip stuff, you can build it. It's more expensive, right? BombBomb would be the most expensive. Loom is great for screen sharing, for, you know, explainer videos, for signing packages. And then Vidyard, I believe, is kind of like the up and comer and they're a little cheaper. So usually the new guy is going to be cheaper to try to steal market share. But whatever, it doesn't matter the tool. It's like, mm-hmm. what hammer are you using? A, you know, this type of hammer, it's like, use the flipping hammer. And if you guys aren't doing video right now, you're really missing out on the ability to really build connection with your clients. So hopefully you guys are listening on, I'm going to start using more video. But what's your kind of last sure. thoughts on this, Tom? Yeah, I guess just to kind of break it down, we went why, when, how. You know, there's building the connection, important more than ever. When, looking at your client journey, when are those critical points where information needs to be shared or connection needs to be made. And then finally, how ton of great tools out there. Each one kind of has their own thing. Find the one that works for you. Find that hammer, like Scott said, and, you know, just start using Smash it. Smash everything in with notes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't type <laughs> any it. more emails, just yeah. videos only. Okay. So if you guys listen yeah. to this, check out Tom's company, Blue Mortgage. They've got a fantastic tool that connects to all the big guys out there and they can help you, especially those evergreen videos that you want to build into your process, status changes, updates, they can build it. I know you got some really like huge producers that are using your platform and they're integrating video in there. And I love when you do something once and then get the benefit of it for like, you know, hundreds and hundreds or thousands of times. And so go check out Blue Mortgage. And also you, right now you guys are doing a giveaway, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, so right. if you sign up between now and March, so if you're listening to this past March, too bad. But if it's before March, if you're an existing customer, you refer somebody or you sign up, you're giving away like a free year, you're giving away a MacBook. Like a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, check it out, bluemortgage.ca. Yeah. Bluemortgage.ca, check it out. And thanks again, Tom, really appreciate it. And guys, get on the video. It will change your life. It will, but okay, thanks, buddy. (laughs) Thanks, God. All right, thanks again for joining me today. I had a great conversation with Vince as well as Tom. And today's topic was really about social media, video, how to tie that all together. Really enjoyed it. If you're listening to this, and you're like, hey man, I want to get my business going better or bigger. Go check out 10loansamonth.com. That's the number 10. We have a whole academy there with different coaches that have a different superpower that will help you level up your mortgage business. And they're all active mortgage brokers. They are extremely good at what they do. We only opened a few times a year and we always sell out because these coaches all have limited time to do this. So you want to get on the wait list, go to 10loadsamonth.com. And thanks again for checking out this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.